Welcome to Farm Chica's next podcast focused on talking all about pickles, their history, and giving you my go-to recipe for pickling all those veggies and fruits you have. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30-minute tips that anyone can do. So pickles have a 4,000-year history. Cleopatra swore by them. They are mentioned in the Bible. Shakespeare wrote about them, and even Julius Caesar and Napoleon Bonaparte loved them. So pickling, which is a form of food preservation um, in vinegar, brine, or a similar solution, is one of the oldest methods of food preservation in our human history. Though the exact origins of the process are unknown, archaeologists usually concur that ancient Mesopotamians pickled food as far back as 2400 BC. It is common that archaeologists believe that Mesopotamians began soaking cucumbers in that acidic brine as a way to preserve them. And since then, pickles have been a staple in many cultures around the globe and also renowned for their hardiness, health benefits, delicious taste, and their ability to be used beyond the time of preservation. So they were really great for early explorers as well. Cucumbers are known to be native to India where they were pickled in the Tigris Valley. And so they're a very common part of our food history. So just a little bit of history of pickles. Queen Cleopatra of Egypt is credited with using pickles in her diet. um, And she would say that they contributed to her health and legendary beauty. Meanwhile, Her lover, Julius Caesar, and other Roman emperors began giving pickles to their troops to eat in belief that it would make them stronger. So the ancient Greeks and Romans used them extensively, but in about 900 AD, dill became one of the most important herbs used in the process of pickling cucumbers and other vegetables that arrived in Western Europe. During the age of exploration in which many Europeans were coming over to the Native Americas, many sailors on those transoceanic voyages suffered from scurvy, which is a really nasty, common disease caused by deficiency of vitamin C. And so on many of the expeditions around the world, it was reported that rationed pickles were given to sailors and other folks on these transatlantic voyages. It was actually really common that they began growing cucumbers in Haiti. So early on when the Western um, conquerors came over and colonized the Americas, they often would restock in Haiti by pickling and growing those cucumbers to avoid scurvy. And rumored before he was an explorer, Amerigo Vespucci, which is an Italian explorer, worked as a ship chandler in Seville, Spain meaning that he supplied ships with goods like preserved meat and vegetables, and he was known as the pickle diller. Once pickles made their way into the new Native Americans, um, a lot of farmers in the New World began growing cucumbers, um, specifically Dutch farmers in what is now known as Brooklyn. Dillers often bought the cucumbers, pickled them, and sold them out of barrels on the street, beginning what would become the world's largest pickle industry. 
And later waves of immigration to New York in the late 19th and early 20th century included large numbers of Eastern European Jews who introduced kosher dill pickles to America, and this would eventually cement the city's place at the center of the pickle world. So pickles, a form of food preservation as old as time, however, could not be sustained because of oxidation and there wasn't a traditional canning method this early on in human civilization. So in 1809, Napoleon Bonaparte offered 12,000 francs, basically the equivalent of 250,000 American dollars to the person who could come up with the best way to pickle and preserve food for his troops. So a French chef, Nicholas Appert won the competition with a key detail. If he placed food in a bottle and removed all the air before sealing it, he could boil the bottle and preserve its content. This was the first type of commercial canning. So using glass containers sealed with cork and wax, Appert was able to preserve not only vegetables and fruits, but also jelly, syrup, soups, etc. This process of food preservation would make pickles what they are known today and a favorite staple of Americans. And by 1858, uh, John Mason of Philadelphia patented the first mason jar made from heavyweight glass that could withstand high temperatures during the canning process. And in 1893, at the Chicago World's Fair, Pickle King H.J. Hines dispatched a few local boys to tempt fairgoers with a free gift if they visited Hines' out-of-the-way booth and tested his wares. So by the end of the fair, Heinz had given out some 1 million pickle pins, launching one of the most successful marketing campaigns in U.S. history. In fact, Heinz dark green pickle pins can still be bought today, joined by spinoffs like the ketchup pin and the golden pickle pin. Did you know that Henry Heinz lobbied for new food and safety regulations so his competitors could no longer sell similar pickled items with dangerous additives? This even met um, lawmakers in D.C. His efforts were actually instrumental in the creation of the Pure Food and Drug Act, which passed in 1906, and eventually the creation of the Food and Drug Administration. So by World War II, the U.S. government had in fact rationed pickles, and 40% of the nation's production of pickles went to the armed forces. And of course, by 2000, after beating the Dallas Cowboys, when temperatures reached over 109 degrees Fahrenheit, players from the Philadelphia Eagles football Ball team famously credit their endurance with drinking pickle juice. And actually, a later study by BYU found that science showed that knocking back pickle juice relieved cramps much faster than drinking regular liquids. Has probably something to do with the sodium and electrolytes. So pickles are created by immersing fresh fruits or vegetables in an acidic liquid or saltwater brine until they are no longer considered raw or vulnerable to spoilage. The history of pickles is mostly focused on cucumbers, and often when we think of pickles, cucumbers commonly come to mind. Historically and even today, pickles are often lacto-fermented in a saltwater brine. So during this process, lactic microbial organisms develop, which turn the naturally occurring sugars of foods into lactic acid. In turn, this environment becomes acidic quickly, making it impossible for any spoiling bacteria to multiply, thus making it safe for human consumption. Besides commercial pickling, home pickling has become much easier. And of course, pickles aren't just limited to dill and cucumber variety. These can be sweet, sour, salty, hot, or any of the above. It can be made with cauliflower, radishes, onion, green beans, asparagus, and actually a variety of fruits such as rhubarb, strawberries, etc., including blueberries and other kinds of berries. 
The English are known for their method of creating sweet pickles with vinegar, sugar, and spice syrup. Eastern Europeans introduce various forms of lacto-fermented cabbage known as sauerkraut with pickles. The French serve tiny little spice cornichons with heavy pâtés and pungent cheeses. In the Middle East, pickles are served with every meal, from peppers to olives to lemons to naan to flatbreads. Russians pickle tomatoes, among other things. Koreans have their kimchi. Japanese pickle plums and daikon. Italians pickle eggplants and peppers. So each area of the world has its own beloved variety of pickles. So are you inspired to pickle yet? I'm going to share some ideas on pickling in some ways just to pickle kind of anything you have growing in your backyard farm or homestead or something you can get at your farmer's market or in your grocery store. So the first recipe I'll talk about is a traditional kosher dill pickle, which usually takes anywhere from 35 cucumbers if you're going to make about seven quarts or just kind of think estimate about five cucumbers per quart more or less will be needed depending on your size of your cucumber. So to make any pickling recipe, you're going to need pickling salt or anything that's non-iodized salt. The iodized salt can be used. It just kind of creates a cloudiness in your pickles. So it's preferred if you're going to store these longer term, just use the pickling salt. Um, any kind of vinegar with at least 5% acidity. I usually mix this with some apple cider vinegar because I love the um, produced pickle from that type of vinegar. But you can use other wine vinegars, other balsamic vinegars, etc. Really just get creative with it. You're going to need water, dill seed or fresh dill, uh, peppercorns, and peeled garlic cloves, or you can use garlic powder, which I've used, but I prefer fresh garlic cloves and any other kind of things you want to add to it. Um, homemade pickles, uh, the first time I made them, they were really soft and nobody wants a soft pickle. <laughs> so depending on how well you wash your cucumbers, sometimes it's been to, best to trim off the ends of the cucumbers before you pack them into jars. And there's a reason because there might be an enzyme in that blossom end of that cucumber that can lead to softening and nobody wants a soft pickle. They're still yummy and delicious, but you definitely want that crisp pickle. Also certain leaves. Um, so there's traditional recipes where um, some of our ancestors put cherry leaves or grape leaves in the barrels with their cucumbers or in the jars, which always was a unique way to look at it for me. But actually the crispness in your pickles was related to those leaves having tannins in them. So tannins are naturally occurring plant polyphenols that can affect the taste of food and wine. And so it's important to maybe throw a couple of grape leaves in there or some cherry leaves, whatever you have on your farm, homestead, or backyard. Just make sure you wash those really well. You don't want to add any weird taste and flavors to your pickles. So every home canning jar you have, just make sure you sanitize those jars really nice. You can boil them. I usually opt to use the no rinse solution that I use in my winemaking, or I'll just get any kind of restaurant grade quality sanitizer. You definitely want to have these sanitized. I like to make pickles in quart jars that are wide mouth or um, worst case, a pint that's wide mouth, depending on how tall the cucumbers are, you can cut them up. So just kind of estimation because we all have different sizes of cucumbers and different pounds and they all fit jars differently. But for every quart of pickles, you want to have one cup of water and one cup of vinegar. So that one to one ratio. So just so you know, if you think you're going to make five quarts and you're going to want five cups of water and five cups of vinegar, etc. So after you sanitize those jars, just bring your water and vinegar to a boil. Again, I like to mix both my white vinegars and my apple cider vinegars. I just really like that flavor combination. I feel like white vinegar can be very strong and sour, and I like the addition of the apple cider vinegar. I've also added some other champagne vinegars and other wine vinegars in there in the past just to kind of give it a unique flavor. So for every 
jar, you wanna place one tablespoon pickling salt, one tablespoon dill seed or three heads of fresh dill, six black peppercorns and two halved garlic cloves. If you want these spicy, you can add some chili piqui or pepper flakes in that jar at the same time, or you can like cut up a fresh serrano pepper, jalapeno, if you want these to be spicy. It's completely up to you how you want to cut your cucumbers. I usually uh, cut the cucumber in half, um, cut it in half again, and then I try to make some pickle spears. Again, you wanna trim off those ends from the blossom from that just so you can ensure that you have some crispy pickles. So now that you have everything in your jars, you wanna place the pickles in. I usually lean the jar on its side and I gently pack in the cucumber spears or cucumber slices, however you've chosen to cut those cucumbers and just pack them in until you have about an inch and a half of headspace. Um, again, you want to place in that hot water brine you just made. You want to cover them and then you want to process them in a hot water bath canner for 30 minutes. So um, you all can listen to an earlier podcast about how to can, um, canning 101. However, if you just have any big pot um, that will fit those quart jars, you just want to fill that until the quart jars are at least three quarters of the way submerged under that water. Make sure you have the lids on, not super tight, but tight enough to where the water can't get into the pickles. And then you want to put it on the stovetop to boil. Once the water starts boiling, you cover it, and then that's when you start timing the 30 minutes. And of course, you want to adjust for altitude. So if you're um, above 5,000 feet above sea level, you'll want to add like five minutes, and then you add five more minutes depending on how high you are above sea level. And once your timer goes off, you just want to turn it off. Um, I recommend letting them cool down. Um, sometimes I've been really impatient with candy in the past, and I get a potholder or a towel and I pull the jars out, but it's going to take a while for all that heat to cool down and for that jar to seal. I would say within uh, 10 hours post canning, water bath canning, if your seals haven't sealed, then you have a problem. And I would just put that jar in the fridge and eat it pretty quickly, at least within the next month. But usually I run my finger over the lid to see if it's gone concave. And then that's how I know that it's sealed. Sometimes you'll hear the jars pop. That means that it's sealing really nicely onto that jar. And it's recommended that you eat the pickled stuff within a year. I've seen pickles last for years and years. And honestly, Ask Jackie is like my go-to guru when it comes to canning. If I have any question, I usually just look up in one of her books or online on Ask Jackie. She has a lot of great recommendations, but honestly, your food, if packed well, if you're canning really good produce, it's going to last forever. But in terms of pickles, it's the hardest part. Once you pickle them, you don't just want to eat them immediately. You want some time for those flavors to simmer. And what's nice about the hot water bath canning is as it's uh, canning and getting heat in it, it's actually trying to simmer those flavors in. And you just want to wait um, for best results. Honestly, waiting six weeks is the best. And I know that's really hard because I love pickles. I try not to eat them that much because I don't eat a whole lot of sodium in my diet, but they're really delicious. And that's the hardest part is to wait. So as I mentioned, cucumbers are the most commonly made pickles. However, there are so many different other vegetables and fruit that you can pickle. And some of my favorites are pickled bell peppers, pickled carrots, pickled green beans, and you can pretty much pickle anything. I did pickled strawberries and rhubarb one time. Absolutely delicious. Pickled radish is really good, especially if you're going to make a 
charcuterie plate. It's a great accompaniment for many, many things. But I'm going to give you a recipe that I pretty much stand by and I use for almost every type of pickle I do um, beyond just typical cucumber pickles. So I'll use this for pickled carrots. I'll use this for pickling green beans, use this for pickling cauliflower, et cetera, et cetera. The one thing I will recommend is most pickles, because you are adding in your own vinegars into that brine that you're making, it's such high acidic content that water bath canning, which I explained earlier, is in which you just put the mason jars into the pot of water and let it um, hit boiling, cover it, and then make your um, set your timer from there on. However, there are some foods out there that are really low in acid and you just have to be careful. Most pickles I make, water bath canning is enough what I need um, in terms of the acidic level of the vinegar. It's just enough to make sure that that food remains healthy and I prevent any bacteria from forming. So just do a quick Google on anything you want to pickle, but I've pretty much pickled everything and I've never had to use pressure canning, which is the product you need to make sure that you're um, at a higher temperature getting rid of that specific bacteria. So in this case of green beans or carrots, which are my two favorite pickles beyond any other kind of pickle, beyond even cucumber, is for every two pounds of fresh green beans or carrots, um, I make sure they're washed and cut. And I, for pickled uh, green beans and carrots, I will often lean on pint jars rather than quarts just because the size of the vegetable is not as long as a quart. It's not as tall. Um, sometimes if you do let, um, pick, um, I'm sorry, not pickles. If you let green beans grow really long, you could fit them in a quart jar, but I would recommend just using a pint because I usually cut them up smaller anyways. And it's just easier to pack in when you're making pickles because I feel like it's a waste um, if you don't. So for every two pounds of green beans, um, definitely want to remove the strings and the ends and cut them up is I take two and a half cups apple cider vinegar, um, or you can take a cup and a quarter of apple cider vinegar and a cup and a quarter of white vinegar, or you can mix and match any kind of other vinegars. I've mixed with champagne vinegar before on this recipe, but honestly, I just really love the apple cider vinegar. Um, so for every two and a half cups of vinegar in a pot, you're going to add two and a half cups of water a quarter cup salt. And in this case, you want to use a non-iodized salt. So I usually have pickling salt around. And then I toss in about two tablespoons of raw sugar. So before I'm even de-stringing my green beans and, and cutting their ends off, I'm actually making my brine because I really like to cook my brine first. I like it to get nice and um, heated up and um, makes the whole kitchen aromatic with like this cider vinegar smell. And meanwhile, I'm cutting up my vegetables while that's going. And in each pint jar, I place either one dill head or two teaspoons of whole dill seed. I take two garlic cloves. I take a half teaspoon of black peppercorns, a half teaspoon of mustard seed, not ground mustard, mustard seed. You can find this at any store. A half teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes. If you don't like spicy, omit the pepper flakes. Um, I've also added a serrano or a jalapeno in place of the crushed red peppers, depending on what I have. And then I add a fourth of a teaspoon coriander seed, not ground coriander, but coriander seed. And so I place that in each jar and then I pack in the green beans or the carrots in this case, or radishes or whatever other vegetable that I decided to pickle at this moment in time. 
And then once that brine's nice and great, I kind of let it sit about, I put my timer on for about like five to 10 minutes. I kind of just let it sit. And then I pour it into the jars and I always give myself about an inch of headspace. Anytime I'm doing uh, pickles, I just like to have that. And another little trick that I didn't mention earlier on just the regular pickles is I take a butter knife and um, after I've packed that and I've poured in the brine, I take a pickle knife and I kind of just poke it into the jar to ensure that I'm getting rid of any air bubbles. And once that's done, um, sometimes I take a, a sanitized cloth and I clean the rim of the jar because sometimes you, you want it to have a really good seal. And sometimes as you're packing your jars, sometimes ingredients get on your lid and just make sure it's clean. And then I put the lids on and the rings. And in a water bath, I usually process pints for 10 minutes and adjust based on altitude. And so if I'm in New Mexico at 5,000 feet, I'll usually process these jars for 15 to 20 minutes. But if I'm in Oregon at sea level, I usually just process them for 10 minutes. And again, once they're done, you just want to turn off the stove and you want them to cool down and you just want to make sure that they are sealing appropriately. And then again, let the pickled beans or carrots or radishes sit for two to three weeks before opening up those and eating them. You won't regret this. Homemade pickles are better than almost anything you'll get in the store. Now, Costco does have some really great pickles that they sell, not on the uh, dry food aisle, but in the refrigerated area because these aren't processed the same way that my pickles are. So I can place these on a shelf and I can eat for years to come. But the ones at Costco are pretty good in the refrigerator section, but these are just as good. So if you like those ones at Costco, I almost guarantee you, you will love this recipe. So try it out. Try with any vegetable. Uh with uh, bell peppers. And these are really good accompaniments for any kind of charcuterie board or like if you're having a dinner or hosting and you just want to add some flair to your salad. I feel like pickles are just a really great way of preserving things and they have the best taste ever. And the process that I've been talking about today in this podcast is specifically centered around just home canning. But there are lacto-fermented pickles, which are the traditional way of pickling before the rise in um, commercial canning as well as home canning. So you can look at a previous podcast on lacto-fermentation and how to do that. But fermented pickles are good, really, they're full of good bacteria called probiotics, which are really good for your gut health. So there's a lot of research on how fermented foods can be really good for your gut and they're high in a lot of antioxidants and it really is just good for your body. So there's a lot to be said for eating pickles in general, but then even fermenting your foods. And pickles in general have higher amounts of beta carotene, which can really be good for your heart health. And it's been actually linked to a lower risk of chronic conditions such as macular degeneration and type 2 diabetes. So go eat your pickles. And instead of just relying on the store-bought ones, make some of your own. They're really easy to make. And now that you've learned how to make pickles, uh, I hope that I've inspired you to do it. And when you bite into that pickle, you'll know that you're eating 4,000 years worth of human history. Thanks for listening to Farm Chica.